Good morning, brothers and sisters. Peace be with you. My name is Abacook, and by the grace of God, I get to serve you here at the church. So um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for the blessing of being part of this community. I'm excited because today I get to talk about joy. And this is a good thing. Uh, we are in the third week of our Advent season. The Advent season is a special season because we get the opportunity to prepare our hearts, prepare our minds and our lives to celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And that is how we get here to this third week. I'm going to get these candles going. And in this third week, it's all about joy. So yeah, this is the season of joy, right? But it's kind of hard to think about this being the season of joy when sometimes you find yourself in conversations like, whew, we just got to get through this season and we can be okay. Or maybe you have this conversation it's like, man, I have so much stuff to do. I have meetings. I have all this stuff. I have family get-togethers. And then you start really thinking, is this really the season of joy? Are we celebrating joy? It's hard also to, to think that uh, uh, we're celebrating joy during this season when we look around and when we see that there is awful things happening around in, the, in our world today. There are wars, discontentment, enmity, all these things that point anywhere but joy. So what do we mean when we talk about joy? What is this joy of Advent all about? Because certainly joy is not um, that warm and fuzzy feeling we get when we get to see one of our loved ones opening those just special gifts, right? That we just spend so much time and money getting for them. I mean, that's not bad. It's not quite the joy that, you know, the Bible describes for us. It's not also, and it's definitely more than all the familiar songs that we get to sing, you know, all, all these beautiful uh, melodies that we remember from our childhood, things about dashing through the snow. That's awesome. It's nice, especially because it's cold outside. But it's more than that. You know, and it's definitely more than those ironic sweaters that some of us are wishing to wear. I'm going to get on one of those because I heard that they go on sale after the season. So you will see me sometime soon. Maybe not the right season, but I'm going to do it. That kind of brings this feeling of just, just witty and happiness. But is it really the joy that the Bible describes? So I have a definition that can help us understand a little bit of how we come through this biblical narrative to understand what joy is. This is my definition. Christian joy is a profound and transformational spiritual experience that alters our human nature and exposes us to the glory 
of God. To gain a better understanding of what this joy is, we need to go into the time and scripture where we see this joy described. When we understand what this joy has come to us. So I want us to look at, you know, at this familiar passage. It's in the book of Luke, in chapter 2, between the verses 8 and 12. And right in the middle of this narrative, we're going to find the word joy. But how do we get there? Let's read. I'm going to be reading New Living Translation for all the Bible scholars out there. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flock of sheep. All right. Started pretty good. Christmas is coming. Things are happening. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them. And the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounding them. Things are, things are getting pretty intense right about here. Because this is what happened to them when the glory of the Lord surrounding them. They were terrified. When was the last time you had a conversation like, like, you know, I love this season. This is my favorite season of the year. I love being terrified. <laughs> it's not quite how it goes. Maybe the season before when we're celebrating uh, Halloween. That's pretty much all about terrifying things. But this season, coming into this realization and this experience and the, and the feeling that you get is terror? Let's just keep reading. It says, but... The angel reassured them, do not be afraid. He said, I bring good news that will bring great joy to all people. This is fantastic. Because this great news is for all of us here this morning, for those who are listening online, but for everyone for those who are part of this group and for those who are not part of this group. For those who belong to this community and for those who don't belong to this community. This great news of joy is for everyone. And that's a great place to start. Brothers and sisters, right at this moment, we can see in Scripture that we have just been moved from a life of terror to a life of joy. Have you ever experienced terror? It's a pretty deep emotion. But the Bible describes that that is what happens to them. They were terrified. And then after that, this reassurance of joy changed their life and their perspective. Let's keep reading. It says in verse 11, This Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem. The city of David. And you will recognize him by these signs. As you get there, there's going to be a ginormous tree. Enormous tree. With the most beautiful light you have ever seen. It's Douglas Fair. And it goes up into a point where there is a beautiful star. And at the star, you can see the gold shining. And at the bottom, you know what is at the bottom. Wonderful, perfectly wrapped Gifts. And that's what you'll find. It's not what it says. It's not at all what it says. I just made that up. <laughs> this is what it says. It says, and you will find, uh, uh, and you will recognize him by 
this sign. Are you ready for this sign? It's, it's pretty incredible. This is what it says. It says, you will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth laying in a manger. And I can't think of anything more just down to earth at this moment. We have been just reading about this angel coming, people being terrified. And then the outcome, what we get to see, is a baby. And it's, it's humbly wrapped in this, this cloth. Doesn't even say it has a full working blanket. It just strips and is laying on a manger. So we know what joy is. You know now the joy is more than that fussy feeling. It's more than just that feeling of I'm feeling happy. It's deeper than that where it takes us to a point where joy is a transformation of our lives. It's a way of approaching every day with a different perspective. There is, doesn't come from our own performance and who we are. It comes from this realization that the Savior is here. So that is joy. That is what the Bible shares and tells us. This is what joy is. But where do we find it? Because this season is crazy, right? We get confused. Things happen. Credit cards go to the max. And then we find ourselves thinking, where, where is this joy? How can I get some of that joy? Where do we find joy? You know, I'm going to tell you something. I am terrible at finding things. And my wife, Liz, can, you know, make good testament to that. I'm terrible at finding things. Really bad. I just can never find anything. And this was clearly exposed in my previous career. You know, you probably didn't know about this, but I had a previous career before uh, my uh, ministry career took off. My previous career was in retail. I was a Walmart associate. That's what I did. I know. I know. You're, you're surprised now. Oh, this guy had a previous career. It was a short, brief career. And I did. Okay, I'm going to tell you what I did. From 10 at night to 7 in the morning, my role in this multinational corporation of Walmart was to go into the truck and unload the packages. From, seven, from 10 at night to 7 in the morning. That's what I did. And I was a Walmart associate, I had a name tag, and I had a blue vest. And that's what I did in my previous career, before my ministry career took off. And I, I didn't do really well, because this is what happened. When things went well, and I unloaded the whole truck, I said me, it was another two guys in there. It was too dark, I never saw them. <laughs> but this is what happened. They, they, they all just encouraged us to do our work really fast, and, and with a timely manner. And when we got done, and, and we got done early, our manager would come around and say, guys, you did awesome. That truck is, you know, totally unloaded. Now you get the chance to go and stock shelves. I was like, oh, yes, I get the chance to go and stock shelves. After I've been in that truck all night, it's, it just feels fantastic. So, yeah, I went and grabbed that pallet and went to the aisles. But, you know, I'm terrible at finding things. So I, I could never find where to actually put the stuff. So I would go and open the box and then just keep opening boxes and just have all these open boxes. And I just know, didn't know where to place them. 
so I did really bad. And, and, and they gave me this, this tip. They said, there is a number that you need to put together, and it gives you a coordinate, and it goes in that place. I'm terrible at numbers too, so that didn't help me. But the thing is, at this moment, and through this experience, I learned something pretty valuable. And I think I can share with you this morning. It might be helpful. So when you um, walk into a store, you walk into the store, any store, which shelf, you're going to find out that at the top of the shelf, there are all these flashy items. The companies want you to buy those items. But check this out. In the bottom of the shelf, there are these items that no one really pay attention to them. They're essential items. They sell without any flashy commercials. They don't have to do a lot. Companies pay a lot of money and do a whole lot of work to just place their stuff right here where your eyes are drawn to and especially, you know, distracted to that spot. But at the bottom of the shelf, we find these essential items. And these essential items, you know, they sell. They don't have to do anything. They're essential. No, nothing excited, nothing flashy. So, in the same way, sometimes during this season, we get a little bit distracted with all this flashy and busy stuff that is put in front of us, and we sometimes forget about these essential things. And the important thing about these essential things, and they're, they're so essential, that sometimes we just overlook them. Sometimes we just completely go past by them. We have our cart, we're looking up here, and we just keep going. And we don't pay attention to these essential things. You know, this season, there is a chance that we can get a little bit just distracted. But there are a few essential things that we need to pay attention so I want to talk to you now about three essential items from the bottom of the shell that we need to consider this season if we are interested on that life transformation experience of joy. Because joy is just a little bit more than just, you know, some just having fun and, 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 and that warm and fussy feeling. Joy is about cultivating these bottom shelf items that help us navigate the most difficult of circumstances. Because I know that for some of you today, this is a difficult season. Behind all the gifts, behind all the lights, this is a difficult season. For some of you, this is the first Christmas that you're going to be far away from a loved one. And that's hard. But I want to encourage you to pay attention to this bottom shelf items because they're really, really helpful. But again, they're so bottom shelf, they're so down there that we sometimes just go by them. So we're going to look at Philippians chapters, uh, in the chapter 4, verses 4 and 8. And right here, the Apostle Paul does something beautiful to us. Let's take it like a gift from the Apostle Paul to us because he puts in order some of the things from the bottom shelf that we need to have in order to experience and cultivate Christian joy. This is the season of Advent. And our, we are preparing our hearts. And we want this joy to be within us. So that we can experience this fullness of what it means to celebrate 
the birth of our Savior. So let's read together. Starting in verse 4, it says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. And isn't that a wonderful reassurance in our faith and our hope? That even though, you know, we, we saw uh, and we can be a testament of, of the coming of the Lord and then comes again and is coming soon. And that brings us joy. That is the reassurance, that understanding. It's a way that our lives are transformed. And it says this, let everyone see that you are considered in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming. Do, and here in verse 6, we're going to find the first two bottom of the shelf elements, items that we need to consider this season. It says, do not worry about anything. Okay, simple enough. But it then says, instead of worrying during this season, worrying about that family get-together is coming, worried about, you know, am I going to have enough to you know, buy the stuff that I want so that the people that I love will be happy with what I give them? Instead of doing that, a bottom-of-the-shelf item that we need to consider is this. Pray. It says pray about everything. So as we navigate through this season, something that we need to do is pray. So simple, right? I mean, if you're going in the aisle... You'll be distracted by these things up here. I don't know what is for you. I know what is for me and for you know, people in my family. But you just go right by them. Not even take a look at them there. Because we have heard about prayer over and over and over again. And when we look at the life of our Savior, when we look at the life of Jesus, we know that he is perfect at prayer. Then we keep reading and says this. Tell God what you need. And this is item from the bottom of the shelf number two that we need to consider. Is thank him for all he has done. Again, saying thank you. Yeah, say thank you to God. Take a minute doing your everyday to practice thankfulness. You know, one of the antidotes of complaining is thankfulness. And we live in a world that is plagued by complaining. Complaining effectively takes the joy out of a lot of things. But the Apostle Paul is telling us, consider these items that are in the bottom of the shelf. Just, just pray daily, continuously. Find someone to pray with. Find someone to pray for. But also have a thankful heart. Think of all that you have. Think of all that God has provided for you. And then we keep reading and it says this. Then you will experience uh, uh, God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live uh, in Christ Jesus. And in verse 8, we find the third item of the bottom of the shelf. It says, and now, uh, dear brothers and sisters, that's us, one final thing, one, one more thing from the bottom of the shelf that we need to consider this season is this, fix your thoughts on what is true. So as we pray, as we practice 
thankfulness, we need to guide our thoughts to what is truth. These items from the bottom of the shelf are going to help us to cultivate joy. The outcome of these items is the understanding that our life has been transformed. That the way that we look at the world now is different from what we used to look at the world before. When we lived in terror and now we live in joy. Fix your thoughts. So, pray to God. Thank God. And fix your thoughts in God. We got to pay attention to this. There are items here, like in the bottom of the shelf, they're so essential that we sometimes just go by and don't see them. So essential like prayer. So essential like having a thankful heart. So essential like fixing our thoughts and godly things. So yeah, brothers and sisters, be encouraged. As we navigate this season of just hustling and bustling, of busyness and consumption, let's focus on those just bottom-of-the-shelf items. It's, it's an invitation that we have received today. And we can say, yeah, you know, th- that sounds pretty good. I usually go by the aisle, and sometimes I see them there, but I'm just so drawn to things up here. The shiny and pretty colors are just so interesting. You're probably going to feel that if you go to any store today or later on. But you know what? Please remember this. This is an invitation that we have been given by grace. So if you, if you find yourself this week and this season or in your life and you say, dude, I just have a hard time praying. I have such a hard time being thankful. You know, my thoughts are all over the place. But they're not usually on these things like honorable things, right things, pure things, lovely things, admirable, excellence, praiseworthy things. I want to tell you today, just don't feel, don't feel bad. We need to try. We need to want to, want to try. We need to do it even when we don't feel doing it. We need to help others when they don't feel doing it. We need to do it. it it's, it's our call. It's what we've been asked and invited to do. But if you are not able to do it perfectly, don't worry. The joy that we receive is a joy that comes from Jesus. Sometimes I wonder, how was Jesus able to be always perfectly in prayer? How was Jesus always to be perfectly thankful and always have perfect thoughts about God. And right there is where I take heart. Right there is where this joy sums up. When I'm able to say, this is bottom shelf stuff. This is just basic stuff that I need to hold on to. You know, we are not able to always do these things perfectly. Even though they're laid out there for us. But today, we can be sure that we can rejoice in this season of Advent. 
Because Jesus Christ did these things in our behalf. And this is why today we can have joy. You know, right now, we are going to go in a time of communion. Every Sunday here in our church, we take a special time to obey the command that we receive from our Lord Jesus Christ. And the command is as follows. Every time that you got together, in my name, which is what we're doing today, remember me. And remember me because of these two main things that I offer. Jesus Christ offered his body. His body was broken for you and me. And he also offered his blood. And this blood has the power to clean all our sins. All our transgressions are cleaned away because of his love for us. If you're interested in cultivating joy, if you're interested in understanding this life transformation process, and remember, it's not an instant thing. It's going to take a few steps and years and sorrow and going back and forth. But the joy that he has given us, there is no one and nothing that can take it away.